All right. Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners. Today is a special day because I've got a special new co-host with me, Katharina Leaner. How are you doing, Katharina? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. And we haven't seen you in some time since your last appearance yeah. as a guest. And you're coming <laughs> off your win at Peak FC 27. Yes. So congratulations to that. Thank you're you. looking, you've got some, uh, a little bit of scarring, a little bit of bruising. Extra makeup, yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, today on the show, we're going to talk to a big, big heavyweight from Bellator. We're going to talk about Joe Rogan getting into some trouble uh, and whether or not you'd want to beat up your friend for some money. So we're going to do all that. Uh, stick with us and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fight Inside Podcast. All right, our guest today is a pro heavyweight fighter with 13 finishes out of his 14 victories, and he's currently on a four-fight win streak. He was previously a celebrity bodyguard and a fitness coach. He's coming to us today ahead of his headlining bout at Bellator 293 on March 31st, the Pachanga Resort and Casino in Temecula, California. Everybody, welcome to the podcast, the American Predator, Daniel James. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, man. Really How you doing, Daniel? How are I'm you, good, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just finished Spawn. Just nearly got in from Spawn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, crazy day. It was amazing, though. Is the guy is the guy still alive? Yeah. I spot with some... Um, I do a lot of boxing Spawn, so I spot with some really major heavyweights in boxing. So today was, today was a really great day for me, so... Yeah, so it was really good. Some big boys, five big heavyweights. Uh, everybody got fights coming up, so it's really intense today at the gym. So the gym is crowded with spectators. Nice, nice. That's awesome. And uh, before we start with some of the questions, I did get a video, uh, a video message for you that I wanted to play for you from okay. someone that you may recognize. Tim, thank you for contacting Daniel James. This is a great heavyweight. I met him at Bellator 288. And Daniel James, thank you, man, for uh, coming out and speaking out positively about the training, actually going through tactics with me. Thank you for your support. And also, I'm glad the tactics worked for you and helped you get out of that uh, RNC. I really thought that was it. And you just reached back there, gripped in, and used that tactic that you saw on the video. And I'm glad you used it because I know it worked, and now you do too. And maybe other people start using it as well, but... Hopefully not, just you use it and you just dominate everyone. So great meet you, Daniel James. And anytime you're in the area, come to Detroit, come check out our facility. You too, Tim. Remember, intelligent options, increase survivability, and of course now, winability. He's a cool guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he really, hey, I really learned that goddamn, uh, we was tripping. We was down just having fun. And I'm, I'm the guy that said, I'm going to be like this. Oh, man, I look at Instagram, I'm like, man, that shit can't be real. And then I'm like, this dude will take a gun. And then so um, when I was at Bellator and um I get a message from a buddy of mine, he's like, yo, T um trying to get up with you. I'm like, so I'm wearing a text and twist. I'm like, yo, I'm at the hotel. He's like, man, I'm actually gonna be up. I'm like, cool. So when Twister got there, you know, everybody was like, I don't think they don't know how, how cool me and how tight me and Twister was be friends. And um he was like, yo, we got the callback. I'm like, so I see him in the hallway, so we get to talk, and then he get to demonstrate things. I'm like, so they say, hey, we're gonna shoot a um, we're gonna shoot like a commercial for the showtime, like a promo or whatever. I'm like, I'm down, cool. 
we shooting everything, and then he got to do something like, dude, that shit is, oh my God, that shit hurt for real. <laughs> and, then, and then he showed me a few moves. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. I said, And I told him, I said, I apologize because I used to sit at home and say, that don't work. And man, I actually used that shit when I was in my real naked choke um, in the fight. Like, literally just pushing the nose, reaching back and pushing the nose up. And I'm like, this guy's head went back. I'm like, and I just turned and, and, and got out of the choke. I'm like, that's crazy. That's awesome. Thank, thank, thank the big homie for that. Man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, hey, everybody at home is sitting and talk, talk they smack and like, oh, it's fake. Like, okay. Yeah. I know that, like, I know that it's for real. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah. Like, uh, we've had, we had Commander Dale on our podcast twice. Yeah. He's, he's such a cool dude. And uh, when I first had him on, I remember I was like, I don't know if this guy's real. Like, I didn't know. And then the stories he's been, the story he's, he told on our podcast, like how he got into, you know, protecting people and stuff like that. It's been pretty crazy. I get a lot of heat and I get a lot of flack for having him on the podcast because people still don't believe. But I'm like, hey, there's people here that are doing this shit. And, right. and then he told us about your fight and we looked it up. I was like, holy crap, that stuff was cool. Yeah, it was, it was cool, man. I had a lot of fun that day. It was, it was really cool, man. I'm just a people's person anyway, though. I just like to have fun and enjoy myself. Yeah, yeah, nice. Now, I mean, like you were mentioning, you you used to be the bodyguard for Twista, right? Yeah. And so, you know, you live your whole life. You had your first pro debut with Emmett, uh, with Bellator. Like, your first pro MMA fight was with Bellator. Uh, yeah, I did, yeah. You win, and then gone. You go off instead, and you start murdering people all over, but not at Bellator. <laughs> <laughs> then all of a sudden now you're back in Bellator, which is fantastic. You have a beautiful fight, beautiful knockout. And then now you're the headliner for, for this next event. It's, I mean, full circle, right? Yeah, it's like a 360. It's like a whole 360. I made my pro debut on Bellator February, on uh, March, March 14th, Bellator 112, the, the Daniel Strauss card, and then Pat Karen fought. Um, I fought against undefeated Eric Carrera. He was a major box, I guess. And, uh, I went in and I beat him, and um, and then after that, you know, I was you know, I was a new guy to Bellator, so I'm like, you know, but I really, I mean, I really, I ain't no shit about MMA, to be honest with you. And I was just learning, I was just learning as I went, but I always boxed and everything. But I had cat got out of that by just like let me just study the wrestling, this and that. And I just realized like, man, like me being out of Bellator for that time. At that time, when they had those guys, it gave me a time challenge to go and learn and really absorb different techniques and put so much in my arsenal. And then when I started just go more mainstream, I, I wound up um, fighting LFA, just destroying the division. And, um, and then after that, man, I had opportunities to do things in the U.S., but I had got the contract to go to ACA over in Russia. I'm like, oh, shit, I, I probably would never go to Russia, you know? So I'm like, like hey, man, these people are going to pay me to come over and back and forth out of the country. That's a kid's dream. I want to travel back and forth out the country. And that was a great thing, right? And then so I went over there and just started fighting guys. The biggest, the toughest, the baddest, man. Them dudes was big and they were strong and they could fight. And I was winning. I'm like, damn, I guess I'm good at this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm like, you know, I'm just, uh, when I came, I, you know, before I came out to cut a short, long, short, short, um, I, my manager was like, yo, we got some, we got some ideas. I'm like, yo, whatever it is, man, I'm going to worry about what's in front of me right now, and that's ACA because I can't get caught slipping over here. Let me win this. And so when he told me, yo, we got Bellator, I say, that's the only way I'm coming back to USA from fighting for Bellator. It wasn't nothing else on my mind. Always, Bellator always been like why I wanted to start or why I wanted to finish. 
I just like the company. I like the um, I like the way they do things with the tournament. I like, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. um, I just felt there was a lot more freedom over in Bellator than it was me going UFC, whatever. And uh and 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 Bellator gave me the better better end of the stick. So I came back, man, number five guy. I went and just knocked his ass, knocked him out. And and now I'm the main event. And I plan on being the main event every other fight. That's right. That's gonna be awesome, man. Yeah. Uh Katharina, you fought with Bellator as well. Yes. Right? And and yeah. you've been around with different organizations and things like that. I mean, the Bellator, the whole product at Bellator seems to be really top-notch. Right? Yeah, they, they take really show. yeah. They take really good care of the fighters. Everything is super organized. I mean, the paycheck is uh better than in the UFC most of the time. Um, yeah, so nothing to complain about Bellator. It's really like one of the best promotions for sure. Yeah, yeah. nice. That's awesome for you, Daniel. I'm so happy for you. And I'm just going to put on the screen for those that don't know, but here you are. You're ranked number seven right now. Yep, soon to be one. Se- <laughs> number seven, yes. soon to be one. Uh, Bader has to be on your radar. Right. Beta's on my beta's on my radar and um but um they just um Linton Vessel just was offered that um slot. So I think you know that's right there. He be if he beat Bader and most likely I'll fight on that same card and um and that'll be the and that'll be the night that they announced me fighting for the title because I looked at Lynn Vessel, I liked the guy. You know, he was a really tough guy. Um right now Bader was on my radar, but Lynn Vessel Vassell was on my radar now because I could see myself in a matchup like that against another fit guy that's tall and another specimen, you know what I'm saying, specimen. So I like, I think that that fight right there kind of be more exciting to clash of the Titans. Yeah, yeah. No, every fight that the Predator is in is going to be a main event fight and it's going to be an exciting fight, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. People, it's what people want to see. It's going to uh, be exciting. Now, my one thing for you, because you're, I mean, you're relatively young in your MMA career. Yeah. But you were telling me that yesterday you had the thing where Bellator is coming and doing all the filming for you. Like, I guess they're doing all the promo shots and shoots and stuff. Yeah, it was yesterday. We filmed for like eight, nine hours, man. I guess it's going to be, I thought it was going to be like a promo, but um, it's actually going to be a, a short story on me in Chicago and whatever like that. So um, it's supposed to drop, um, shout out to Mike Chernowski, um um, from Bellator, um, it's supposed to be dropped on um, the week of the fight, so that's going to bring a lot of more attention to Chicago and t- to my platform myself. So I'm, nice. I'm really excited about that, though. So I have fun doing it, but I got a chance to see me crack the pads too. So nice, nice. That's cool. I, I I love that when we get to know more about the people. So that's going to yeah. be a good thing. So we'll keep an eye out for that, and we'll share it on our stories as well. Yeah. Um, with Bellator and being the main event and doing all those promo stuff, you're keeping it cool. It doesn't bother you. You're still able to maintain your focus. Like that's not going to be anything weird for you. You're good. Main event spot. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm good with the main event spot. Like I say, you know, it's not, it's not, not any, no, just just to be confident and confidence. Uh, you know, I, I've been dealing with this stuff over in Europe, over in Russia, and stuff like that. Uh, but to come back to the U.S. and deal with it is amazing. And really being a U.S. soil and just and bloom like blossom like that. But um, after I was done filming yesterday, man, um, we finished at like five o'clock. I, I came home, got my gym bag, and I was like, I'm going back to the gym. I walked to the gym coach, say, You back? I'm like, Oh, I said, Man, that camera shit is okay, but 
I got to steal a deal. <laughs> like, I got to steal a deal. I got to get to work. Some guys go home and say, oh, I did an interview. I'm going to go on Instagram. I'm like, man, I'm okay with that. I'm like, those people follow you when you're in the ring doing your thing. So I'm, I went and trained last night, bust my ass, um, and got up this morning and went and trained. So it's like, I got to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Keep the momentum going. On the screen, off the screen, wherever it's at. Wherever it's at. Nice, man. And I know, I know you're a killer in the cage, but you do a lot of good work around the community. And so yeah. I think you were you kind of alluding to that because I know Katharina, when I was uh, looking into Daniel James, he does a lot of good work around the community, mm-hmm. like helping out the community, helping out Chicago. I, I love those stories. I love those positive mm-hmm. stories. So Daniel, like, can you tell us a little bit about that, about what you do? Yeah, man. Like right now, you know, like what, like what I do, um, I just see so many kids that struggle, you know, and like going through so many different things in life. And I was, like, I was one of those kids that, Looked to different, looked in different directions. Never, never jumped out there and did anything crazy. But you know, I wasn't always around so much positivity. So I had to become self motivated. And then I'm just like, you know what? I always set goals for myself. And then now I try to get these young, young, these young shorties, guys or girls, hell, old or whatever, to try to set new goals and small goals for themselves, and hope to turn into long term goals and. And bring them to my gym, uh, you know, teaching them boxing, fitness, uh, even just talking to them, calling them, seeing how they're doing. Um, try to help kids get into um, college playing sports and things like that. Like some kids not getting recruited, so I just take them through like uh, this you know, athletic training thing to help them build their confidence, their skill level. And then now these kids playing Division Two, Division One ball or volleyball or football, and um, and they feel confident about themselves coming from a place like. Every kid, you know, don't want to go to college, but at the end of the day, I just be real with them. I'm like, if you don't go to college, just at least have a plan. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, but just still stay positive because the people that's around you that's not positive and try to drag you into the mud with them, they actually want to be just like you. But if you fall into that trap, you gave them whatever they want. Now they feel like you're equal. I say, ain't no wrong with feeling like you just you just up above and better. Not saying that you're better than anybody, but you work your ass off to become who you are. So it's okay for you to think highly and, and, and stay in the clouds. You know what I'm saying? So I just, that, that's just my thing, you know, just toy drives. Uh, we did a toy drive for Christmas. Uh, a buddy of mine, Creative Scott, he's uh, one of the biggest forces in the neighborhoods. Um, he's running for all of them right now, the runoff, so big ups to that. And um, <clears throat> we did uh, toy drives, gave away appliances for, for families that maybe don't have gas or electricity, like, you know what I'm saying? Something that can help them, like, prepare a meal, you know what I'm saying? Gave away envelopes with a few bucks in there, you know, not much, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, you know, but that goes a long way, giving out food and all that stuff. So just try to make uh, make ourselves available to give what we have because everybody, you know, we ain't got much, but we got we, we got enough, you know what I'm saying, to share, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's just things that we're doing over here and that I'm affiliated with. And because I can't do it without I can't do it without none of those guys. You know what I'm saying? Twister, Creative Scott, uh, man, it's a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? We just try to come along and do what we do. That's it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And you know, it's like even when even when people you don't have anything you can give, like maybe you're not in the financial position to be able to give stuff. It's just giving your time, right? Being able to go yeah. out there and be with people, and like you're saying, like motivating them or talking to them. I mean, if I was even thinking about doing anything bad in life. And Daniel James came to me and told me to stop. 
<laughs> stop immediately. Yeah. Like you said, you know, if money, money, money is not always the answer, though. Sometimes it's just the time and the conversation. Like, you know, like there's plenty of people that you walk past every day, you see, they've seen it a long time, they see your podcast, they be like, man, bro, that's, that's cool what you're doing. I like that. And then they look on social, like, oh, dude, the shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then they're like, man, if he did, and then you let him know, man, if I did it, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that goes a long way. Just like me, just like you, just like Catherine. Like we inspiring people, and it's okay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Catherine's the pretty young lady getting the ring fight, and that's you young know, guys, guys looking like that. like, man, you do that, and they're like, how this pretty thing doing? He's like, but you like, yo, it's an art, and you put your time into it, and it shows a lot. It tells a lot about a person the time that they put into themselves, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, before we let Daniel go, Catherine, is there anything that you wanted to ask Mr. Daniel James? I mean, yeah, I wanted to ask if you have more pressure on yourself because it's a main event and it's not like a local show. It's like one of the biggest shows in the world. Um, yeah, it's a different for you because it's like a Bellator main event. Do you feel like you have more pressure? Um, you know what, Catherine, to be honest with you, and I'd be a fool if I said it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? It, it is a little bit more pressure because, like, right now I'm still knocking at the door at Bellator. I'm just trying to, you know, that first fight was good, but that second fight is like, okay, you know what I'm saying? So I got to go out there and perform and, and make it happen so I can become, so I can understand, so these guys understand, like, dude, dude is here. Like, we got to be ready for this guy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm just staying focused and just staying focused on everyone, whoever they put in front of me, I'm just staying focused and, and taking each task one at a time and um and whatever happens happens and um I just I just plan on keeping my hand raised throughout this process of Bella Tour. That's it. That's if I if that answer your question. Yeah, you did. Katharina's <laughs> <laughs> just coming off. You were the co-main with at peak, right? You're the co-main? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like I mean, there's pressure. There's pressure as you get up. There. Yeah. yeah, that's that's so true. I remember I was talking to my coach like about my first few fights, and like I went seven and zero the first seven fights, and then I had like four losses in a row, and I was like, there I put so much pressure on myself because yeah. like the higher you fight, the higher level, the more pressure you put on yourself. The more, you the more pressure, yeah. yeah, you think you have way more to lose. And this time I was just like, I don't care. I just want to have fun. Like back in the days when I started yeah. and, um, you know, because at the end you can never control the outcome. You can only control, like show up as your best version and have fun, cool. you know, it's got to manifest and, it. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I like that. So, yeah. Now, but you can't... know what though? Not the, not the whole year, but, uh, like Kathy, to piggyback on what Catherine said, you know, like, you know, we all took a loss, you know what I'm saying? And um, and sometimes as fighters, like, we deal with so many different things that go through our hair, right, Catherine? Mm-hmm. Catherine, after, after loss, you win a seven straight, and then you lose, and then you lose, like, damn, what's going on? We get the question in ourselves. And people don't understand, just because you say, you got it, you got it, yeah, but we looking like, man, it's a whole, this a whole different type of animal, you know what I'm saying? So we, she, what she did was she just reevaluated herself and reinvented herself and came back and came strong. That's all. Congratulations, Catherine. Thank you. Yeah, she's the best, man. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, I feel like I have to ask you one thing before we do let you go, though. It just, I mean, I had the question written down from before when I knew you were coming on. And then I think it's today or yesterday, uh, Francis Ngannou was on Ariel Helwani. And he was saying he thinks he may be going PFL or 1FC. 
And I'm like, are you freaking crazy? Bellator should be the only place he's looking. Yeah. And I was and I was really looking forward to a predator versus predator, predator. fight. <laughs> that'd be awesome. I'm gonna tell you like this here, you know. No Do you need to call that out? Yeah, no disrespect to the big fella, you know, and I'm not going past our time. I just want to say this because I was just talking about this. Um, friends that say he want to box and everything in a boxing ring. I box. Like, I box. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to get in that boxing ring, too, if that, you know, for that opportunity. You know, you go and fight the Fury or the, or the Deontay Wilder and being like that, like, you wouldn't last a second. But, you know, like, I would love to get in the boxing ring and do that. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, wherever Francis lands land his feet, if he lands his feet in Bellator, I'll be ready. You know what I'm saying? And it'll be a big sellout, too. But they got to come with the check. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, um, I'm the American predator, man. And um, I don't go for nobody. I don't fear no men don't put fear in my heart at all. Like, I'm ready to go. I spar with the best boxers. I train with the best. I work hard. I'm a big dude. I'm really in shape. I can do it all. So every heavyweight can knock somebody out. Wild boxing and your Francis do punches and everything. It's a lot of wild boxing. But in boxing, it's a whole different type of one, too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm on skates, baby. I'm ready to go. I know, man. Uh, you know, like, because just before uh, Scott Coker was saying, you know, yeah, it's looking a little bit 50-50 because they've got the Showtime boxing and then they've got the MMA through Bellator. Like, it's a good fit for Francis. I feel like he's going to appeal to the Western audience a lot more than, you know, go out to 1FC. You're going to be in those empty yeah. Shanghai stadiums. It's, it's yeah. not going to be the thing. Daniel, when you win this fight, I know you're headed for Bader, but you could take a little detour and call out Francis Ngannou. I think you know, not only that, but I think Scott Coker might appreciate it if you lure Francis into the Bellator organization <laughs> too, right? That'd, that'd, that'd be kind of cool, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, though, man. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I, I love it. Match up, um, yeah, in the cage and in the cage and in a boxing ring, like. You do it. You like, do a two fight thing, man. Yeah, you, you box is, him. Like, you box really, him one night and MMA the next. Yeah, I would love to get in the box, man, dude. Like, I was just talking to my coach about, like, man, I would, man I'm like, I want to get in the box ring unless it's right. I say, but it'll be spectacular because I box all the time. Like, I really box, you know what I'm saying? So the MMA thing was kind of new, but the boxing always been my thing, you know what I'm saying? So, but like you said, man, hey, whatever, hey, if Scott Cooper need me to do something, tell Scott Cooper to hire me. I, I like Scott Cooper. He, he gave me a lot of props, you know what I'm saying? So I'm here for the company, man. Yeah, no, awesome. Uh, Daniel, I appreciate you coming on the podcast so much and spending your time. You know, you're just two weeks out. Again, it's Bellator 293 at Pechanga yes, Resort and Casino, March 31st. Everybody's got to watch the American Predator in the main event. Feel free to end it quickly, Daniel. Don't drag this thing out. Yeah, I 10 seconds, 15 seconds, it's fine. We I, get plan it. On, I plan on the first round, man. I really, I'm, I'm prepared for the five. But I of plan course, on the first of course. Round. Yeah, I plan for the first round, man, and I just all my coaches and all my my staff, my team around me, um, my management company, and all them dudes been really supportive and helpful with this camp and making it easy. My meal prep companies and all that, man, everybody been on the on the A game with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel amazing, man. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Katharina, anything to say before we let him go? I've heard you live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I never been to Chicago. What is the best time to go there? Um. <laughs> it's a wonderful city, man. Whenever, though, to be honest with you, I'm just being real. The winter, the winter time, it looks great. You're not used to that cold, but you got to stay away from it. It's cold. But the spring and the summertime, Chicago is amazing. You know what I'm saying? I think me, I think Chicago is the best city in the world. And 
and it's so much to do here. But mm-hmm. the food, you gotta make sure you got a gym membership if you come here because the food is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody, okay. you know what I'm saying? The food is crazy, but it's a festival every week. Every every Friday, we got a real festival, a burger festival. It's you get okay. the best food, but uh yeah, spring and summertime, man. You know, right in Chicago, just get up the boy, man. It'll be amazing. You know, I I love to um come out and you know, chill and things like that. Though Chicago is amazing. Nice. Yeah. Okay, I, I won't come before a fight. Okay. <laughs> after the fight, after yeah, the fight, I want to. I want to eat. <laughs> eat. Oh my god! Yeah, everything you got. You got the You get the best Polish food. You get the best fucking like Spanish food, Cuban food, American food. Nice ethnic food. Anything you want, you can. Everybody eat from everybody restaurants. Nice. That's dope. You know what That's I'm saying? Awesome. It's crazy. <laughs> I gotta stay away from Yogi's though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can have all of them that you want on April first. Yeah, while you're celebrating your victory, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, my friend. I really appreciate meeting you uh, again. Commander Dale told us what a great guy you were, and you did not disappoint. Thank you so much for spending the time. I really appreciate. It. Good luck on your fight, my friend. Man, appreciate you, Tommy. Appreciate you, on Cat, on Catherine. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Good guys. luck. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Bye bye. What a nice dude. Super nice, yeah. <laughs> I thought he, I thought he'd be much scarier. I wasn't sure. The funny thing is, all the heavyweights I meet are like super nice. Yeah, <laughs> they look, they just look scary. But when you talk to them, and they're like, "You're like a big baby. You're super nice." <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, for people that don't know Daniel James, I'm putting his uh, Instagram up at the bottom. It's at Daniel James underscore Predator. So go follow Daniel James. Give him some support. Give him some love. Dude seems like such a good guy. I love that he does all the charity work too. Yeah. Right? Around Chicago. I mean, that's really, really nice when they do stuff like that. Um, Katharina, I appreciate you coming on the podcast to be the co-host. We always give some uh, friend of the podcast updates. So let me just run through some quick things. Like I said, I haven't I haven't been doing a podcast for the last couple of weeks because I was on vacation in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do want to say thanks to the Rageworks podcast networks. They're at rageworksnetwork.com. Check them out. We're a part of that. Uh, friends of the podcast that have won their recent fights. Jenna Bishop wins her fight at uh, Bellator. Caitlin Neal wins at PFL. I had it here listed. Katharina Leaner wins at Peak Fighting 27. I do have a photo of you winning your fight. I was trying to get a video and I couldn't find it. Stupid thing. It's on Peak Piss still uh there you go but there is katharina boom killing it uh brian bam bam barbarina he's fighting ufc in london this weekend as well as malcolm gordon so both of our two friends there he's fighting uh they're both fighting at ufc so good luck to them and uh brady bunch my normal co-host that's been with me um brady bunch won their celebrity boxing fight so they won the main event. So that was fantastic. So congratulations there. And we'll talk to Brady Bunch about that in the coming weeks. Katharina, there was one weird thing that happened. I was going to ask Daniel James, do you have a custom mouth guard? Like, uh, did you go to a yes. dentist and get one done? Yeah, 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 of course. Well, you say of course, but like, I swear, I feel like a lot of fighters don't. <clears throat> yeah, so... First of all, like almost on every card, someone loses their mouth cup during the fight. Yeah. And I'm like, I have since I think eight years now always customized uh, mouth guards. 
Mm-hmm. And no matter when, I never like even it's hard to take it out. I know. know. Yeah. Um and I I think some guys spit it out to get a break to be honest. Yeah. Um but if you're like a professional fighter on a high level and you buy the $15 mouth guard <laughs> That's ridiculous. You know, so, like... So, Katharina, there was a post. At, okay, I'm going to put a post up here. This was Helena Peralta. You know her? Helena yeah. Peralta? She posted not long ago, my first custom mouth guard. Now, I don't know if she means because it's, like, designed. But I'm like, is that the first time you had a custom mouth guard? And, and same as you. Like, when I started training, I went to my dentist and I got one done. And here's a tip. If you have benefits, you say it's a night guard, okay? And your benefits will pay for it for free mm-hmm. <laughs> if your dentist is a liar and wants to say that, you yeah. know, that it's a night guard. But it is so tight. Like, yeah, like, and you've seen inter- people, like, in their post-fight interviews when they try to take it off and they're like, right? They got to, yeah. like, really yank it out. So when a mouth guard goes flying in the middle of the fight, I'm like, okay, either this guy does not have a custom mouth guard, or he's doing it on purpose, like you said. Exactly, exactly. I mean, Heron Perelta, I'm not sure how um, serious she takes the fight game. Okay, I she's... Think she, she's funny. Um, but I can, I can, I think she she might be one of these people who goes Walmart. <laughs> but I mean, but it's just for your own safety, right? Like, I mean, yeah. just get one done so that you don't have to worry about it too. Because yeah, I can only sure. imagine if it's like shifting around in your mouth while you're fighting, like how could you even focus? That, right. Then it's like she said, harder to breathe. You know, some yeah. people feel like they have to vomit if it's not customized. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, teeth are expensive, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, spend the money on your guards. You don't have to spend yeah. it on teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't understand it. I mean, I was like a rookie kind of and had like my customized one, you yeah. know? I have never fought professionally. And yeah. I have one. And mine's yeah. cool. It's got my year of birth written on it. It's got the Canadian flag. Like, yeah, you know, nice. cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you, okay. The reason why I'm asking is, do you, can you guess why I'm asking about mouth guards? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. There's some drama going on online, and I'm going to show a quick video. So take a look at this, okay? This happened at the UFC event uh, last week. Because you know Ooh. Jeff Neal. Mm-hmm. I don't think he saw it drop. I think he just noticed it now. Rachmanov doesn't seem to mind fighting without it, that's for sure. The fighter mentions the mouthpiece. Where's the mouthpiece? All right. So I know you probably couldn't read that because you're you're on your phone, so you might not be able to see it all. Um are you oh hold on. I'm here. Are you there? Um okay. yeah, I'm here. Uh, I saw that was the f- so this fight happened before I was fighting, but I was lucky to um to watch a few fights because it started so early and I saw that. Yeah. And um for me, it looks like he spit it out. 100%. I think so, too, because he doesn't get hit. Okay, so for the people he, that he are listening. He doesn't get hit. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't get hit. For the yeah. people that are listening only on audio, it's Shavkat Rachmanov versus Jeff Neal. Shavkat loses his mouth guard. And what Katharina and I are both kind of maybe saying is, like, it looks like he spits it out. Because yeah. it's not right from a punch or anything like that. Nothing. Um, yeah. Plus, if it's a 
fit mouth guard. It, there wasn't a hit hard enough that would have dislodged it at that moment. Um, but here's the drama is that it comes out of his mouth. Herb Dean misses it, doesn't see it fall out. Two minutes go by. There's lots of lulls in action. Like it's not like they're constantly in, in the middle of a brawl. Mm-hmm. There's moments where they back off. There's moments where there's pauses. Shavkat knows his mouth guard is out. If at any of those lulls, he could just go like, hey, like almost like time out my mouth guard's missing, right? Like, and I don't think the ref would get too mad at that. Yeah. But my problem is Joe Rogan on the outside and the other commentators, but Joe Rogan for sure, is yelling at Herb to try and get Herb's attention Mm -hmm. to tell him the mouth guard is out. I say it's not Joe's job to do that. No, it isn't. Okay, but people are very mad at me, Catherine. Yeah. Oh, really? No. Yeah, they're like, hey, I tattooed Joe's face on my leg. It's And it's uh, Herb's, I love Joe Herb, Rogan. Yeah. No, it's Herb's uh, job because he's the ref. Um, and also, like you said, the fighter itself, you know, like when there's such a big dis- uh, distance and nothing is happening, yeah, I could be like, you know, I mean. Hey, just smile at him for one yeah, sec. You'll get what you mean. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because, I mean, he should not, he will not break them to put the mouthpiece in but like like i said there was a few moments where nothing happened um and i can make him like aware like hey you know i need my mouthpiece uh as a professional fighter it's not crazy for me to think that you would know to do that to be like hey can i get my mouth guard back yeah for sure like like it's yeah like i i'm just like yeah now my, I'm angry, not angry, but I was just saying, hey, I don't think it's Joe's job to do that. Mm-mm. Because while Joe Rogan is yelling at Herb, he's distracting Herb mm-hmm. from watching the fight. And and Joe is distracted too. He's He has to commentate. <laughs> it, it, yeah. And it's not just Joe, mind you. Like when you look at the video, if you look closely, it's Joe, um, DC, and uh, Joe, uh, John Anik. They're all like pointing at the mouth guard and trying to get herb's attention and like mm-hmm. i also feel like because joe is so famous herb could get distracted from joe doing it and then he's gonna miss something that happens mm-hmm. in the fight like he's gonna miss a groin shot or something yeah and i'm like i don't think you should be doing that if if the if the ref needs another guy on the outside to help him then there should be like another ref or something on the outside yes and oh. yeah as, as a ref you have to be like 100 focused on your two fighters always yeah not to make mistakes you know because like uh someone could lose a fight because of a wrong decision you make right like if he see if he misses or but if he misses something he misses an eye poke yeah which which happens in the flash of an instant because i'm because i'm talking to joe rogan or because i'm looking at joe rogan like why is joe yelling at me i don't know so the question is does joe rogan get in trouble for this he won't no, it's zero percent. Yeah, right. Zero percent chance. Uh, because I think, yeah, I mean, obviously Joe's not going to get in trouble. But the question is, was like, I mean, should I mean, I would think that someone should at least talk to Joe and just say, "Hey, Joe, in the future, please don't do that." That wanna- and also, also to her Dean, like, hey, you don't have to pay attention to the commentators. Yeah, yeah, you but know? you. Yeah, but you wonder if over the years and years that these guys have been working together and he's such a staple, like you wonder if he almost commands a little bit of Probably, and to right? be honest, like, if you're a ref and someone screams your name 500 times, which probably never happened before, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, mm, what are they talking, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but I, yeah, it's just weird. And then like, I don't know. And then I just think like, if this sets a precedent, mm-hmm. you know, the next time some guy's mouthpiece falls out, let's say it falls out legit. And then Joe doesn't say something. Are people going to be like, Oh, that's because Joe fucking hates that dude. Yeah. Help him get his mouth card back or like something stupid like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's a weird one. It was weird. Yeah. But okay. But so essentially we're saying dude spit it out on purpose. because He's yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing in his face. No punch, nothing, you know? And it was like, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. It, it, it really is weird. Like I thought it was strange. Um, I thought it was weird. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I wanted to bring up, this is like totally random. Um, but I remember the last time you were on the podcast, you ended it off like right, right at the last moment. You're like, and subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> and we we're like, what? You have OnlyFans? Like we didn't even know. <laughs> I did a little bit of research before this podcast and I found out you are five stars on WikiFeet. Yes. I <laughs> Did you know that? Did you know you're yes, a perfect five star wiki feed? Damn. I so I um I didn't I I never really recognized it and like but I Google myself a lot, you know, sure. and see yeah, like what people like talk shit about and whatever. And um so I Googled myself and looked all through the pages and I saw wikifeed.com. Katharina Liner and I was like, Oh, that's cool. So I looked at that page and I found like 180 pictures of my feet. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Like, Damn, that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do want to say, like, you you have your OnlyFans, and we talk about it on the podcast a little bit, especially, like, sometimes we've gone down, like, rabbit holes with it. But, like, you do a lot of stuff. And, like, you're happy with it. It's good for you. Cause we had some instances before where some fighters are talking like bad stuff happened or whatever, but like your experience with it and all it's good for you. You're happy with it. It, it yeah. helps supplement your income. It's all under your control. Exactly. I saw, so, I saw you were sponsored by them in your last fight. Yeah. So I don't have like an agency, like a lot of people, um, because you can have an agency and they like uh, manage your OnlyFans and do like all the chats and stuff. So mm-hmm. you don't spend time on it. But um, I, like I said, I, w- I want to be on control uh, in control. And I heard about like a really bad uh, agencies too, who use like the pictures and videos um, for like other pages and made like extra money, you know? So that happened a lot too. Yeah. Um, and like I said, like I have never like had anyone root really on my OnlyFans because at the end they pay like fifteen dollars just to subscribe. You right. know. Um, I mean there might be few haters who would <laughs> pay like fifteen dollars to send like weird messages, <laughs> but luckily um it never happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing, right? Like the haters and stuff like that. It's funny you say that because the haters are doing it because it's convenient and easy for them and just because they're idiots. Yeah. Right. But like, yeah. So I guess when you're in a pay platform like that, like it's not going to happen, but uh, yeah. no, yeah, no. I just thought I would let you know that you're five star on WikiFeed in case you didn't know. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> and on the bottom of the screen here, I've got your uh, Instagram on there at Katharina leaner. That's you. And that's the best place to hit you up. But where else are you so that people can find you? Instagram, Twitter is KLWMMA. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. OnlyFans, Instagram, Twitter. Okay. That's like my main social media. 
Awesome. Awesome. And I wanted to uh, talk about one other thing. So aside from the uh, mouthpiece issue, um, Marab beats Peter Yan pretty badly, like pretty decisively, I guess, decisively. Yeah. And, uh, and then of course the question is like, what happens with Marab versus Aljo? Aljo had already had always said, Hey, I'm going to fight a few more times and then I'm going to move up the division or whatever. And then I'm going to leave it for Marab kind of thing. And now of course, cause Marab keeps winning. He's now ranked number one in the division right behind his friend. And mm-hmm. Dana, Dana White is taught, asked about it. And Dana White says, Hey man. And, and I think what Dana White kind of alludes to is he thinks Marab should fight Aljo. Like, he's like, I don't think you should just sit there and just beat up number one contenders and not get the title. You don't know yeah. what's going to happen with Aljo, blah, blah, blah. Um, Matt Steamrola Frivola, he tweeted uh, in response to the Dana White stuff, and he says, loyalty, honor, and respect means more than money, fame, and belts. It's not easy to comprehend when all you care about is dollar signs. So the question, Katharina, is what should Marab do? So I'm friends with Marab. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm friends with Marab. He uh, cornered me for my um, grappling uh, fight I had to, a month ago, and the I, one at High Rollers. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Yeah. So, and I also like was hanging out with him and Aljo, and they're like best friends. You know, like it's not just like oh, we teammates kind of yeah. or like. We do, we do like each other a little bit. It's just it's just like they yeah best they're best friends, and um, I would not fight my best friend, right? You know, um, because I'm pretty sure no matter how the outcome is, the friendship is different after. Yeah, you know, um, so I would just wait. Uh, isn't also supposed to fight Henry Cejudo in May? Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, like, let's say he wins. And then it's going to be like his last, it was his last title defense and then move up to featherweight, then perfect. Then um, Merov can fight for the uh, vacant title or whatever, you know? Yeah. And um, if he would lose, he still could move up, you know? But is it, but is it, but is it weird that like Aljo has to leave his own division? Like, I mean, like, I don't think Aljo's like a, like Aljo's not a massive bantamweight. Yeah. I mean, I guess anybody could move up a weight class if you want, but it's not like Aljo would, would have been a guy that we look at and thought like, well, he's, you know, he must have a tough time making bantamweight. No, I think he makes it pretty decent. Yeah. So like he's got to leave his division because he has a friend in the same weight class. I mean, I don't think that's like his main reason. Didn't he say like before already he wants to like try the featherweight? Um <sighs> It's hard. It's a hard decision to make, you know, but also you have to understand that Mera doesn't want to be just the contender for the of next course, 10 no. years. No, 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 know? I know. But but that's why, like, and I'm glad that you have some background story to know that they are really close friends. Yeah. So, because, um, yeah. I don't know. No, no, I'm just saying, like, because okay. they're really close friends, but, like, do they have to leave? It's, it's hard. And, uh, but Mera, for example, he too, he's too small to fight in 145. You know? Yes, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Um, and he's also too big to go to 125. Right. So it's his weight class. Um, Aljo is a little bit bigger. I think uh, he could, could do okay in featherweight. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think they have to have like a deep conversation. <laughs> so both of them are happy, you know? Uh, how 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 not close of a friend would you have to be to fight a teammate like i guess so would you fight a teammate not a friend but a teammate would you fight yeah um i had that situation once in germany where like there was no girls besides of one girl <laughs> um Men mandy burn is her name she fights in the ufc yeah yeah and so we both were like training partners, really good friends. We know uh, each other for a long, long time. And uh, a few promoters wanted to fight, like wanted us to fight. And we both were like, we would fight each other, but it has to be like on a big stage for big money. You know? Yeah. But I would not, I would not fight my fr a friend for 10 grand. Mm -hmm. But if it's like really maybe like the title fight um, and we were team or teammates, I think I would do it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But it's, like it's, best, it's best friends is, is hard, you know? Because like, you know, are you just going to go for takedowns? You know what I mean? Like, are you, are you really going to head kicker? I mean, if you could bet on fights still in the UFC, you could be like, hey, listen, you put 50 grand on that and me too. After this, we were rich and like, you just, you know. Yeah, then we're out of here. And then, and then we both retire. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a tough one. I just feel bad because I'm like, okay, so we, we interview on this podcast, we interview like a lot of amateur fighters too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I guess it's something you have to think about because like if you join a gym, and there's already some dude there that is your weight class, then you might have to think like, okay, wait, shoot, do I really want to go in this? Because what if I get in a Marab Aljo situation in the future? Yeah. And like my growth is, is, is stunted because I can't fight my own teammate. I mean, I guess it happens, but I just wanted to know like from a professional fighter, what you thought. And I'm glad that you know that Aljo and Marab are really tight. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just that they train at the same gym. They they live in the same street. <laughs> They're mm. neighbors too. <laughs> That's gonna make an awkward barbecue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So I mean, so I guess what we gotta wait for is you just wait for Aljo to clean up those last couple fights. I think he said he wants to fight Triple C and then he wants to fight Sugar Sean O'Malley. Mm -hmm. And then he can go off. Yeah. I mean, the, these are like two fights uh, which make sense too. You know, like I yeah. think everyone wants him to uh, wants to see him versus Triple C, and I think him versus Sean is gonna be a, like a good sellout too. Yeah. Yeah, those two fights are massive, and if Aljo can win them both, okay, you've cleaned up the division pretty much. You've you know you've cemented your legacy, right? Because he won the title in such a weird way. But now yeah. he's had like a few good wins. And even the TJ Dillashaw fight was so stupid. Like that, like he must be so disappointed that he won like that, you know, when TJ's arm fell out. Yeah, but it's not Aljo's fault. Uh, fault no, you but, know, like, no, 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 I'm not saying it's his fault, but like he must be like, God damn it, dude. Can you yeah. show up to the show up to the fight ready Healthy. to fight so I can beat yes. you at your yes. best? I don't want to beat you like that. Like it just must be tough on him. Yeah. But uh, so hopefully Aljo gets a couple of good fights under his belt. Cause I like him. Is he a nice dude in real life? Like, he's super, he seems like I, I think he's guy. super nice. I yeah. Think he's super nice. Yeah. Yeah. So he deserves it. You know, he deserves yeah. to get those few good wins and then, yeah, then he can move up to featherweight, I guess. Yeah. 
and then see what he can do. Can you imagine if Marab doesn't win the belt? He'll be like, dude, can I just stay back? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he'll be like, what the hell, man? Um, so, yeah, and, you know, anyways, well, we'll see what happens. But uh, aside from that, I think we're pretty good at the podcast. We're good at the timing-wise. You won your fight, and you're saying that you're already back at the gym? Yes. Holy moly. So what's next for Katharina Lehner? Um, I have two to three opportunities to fight um in the beginning of may nice. and i yeah uh, and i think like one or two more weeks and then we make a decision and um, i will know who i'm gonna fight so yeah that's awesome for you yeah. and then th- things are good you're healthy you're feeling good. i know i think before we started the podcast you were saying like hey i'm healthy no injuries after that fight so you're good I'm good. I'm very good. I'm full. I ate like 12 donuts yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite donut? I like the maple donut with bacon. Oh, nice. Nice. Excellent. That's a, that's a very, uh, fancy donut. Like you can't just go to a normal place and get that. No. So this is my favorite. And I also love cronuts. Ah, I lined up in San Francisco. My wife and I went to some place that sells cruffins, mm-hmm. croissant muffins. Mm-hmm. And we had so to line up. Is so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to line up like so early outside this bakery just to be able to get it in time. Yeah. Because I mean, it was like a, like some fancy spot. So that was so cool. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Well, good for you. Good, good luck in your upcoming fights. Uh, that's going to be awesome. And uh, do you have any teammates that are fighting soon or anything like that that we should be on the lookout for? Um, today for Invicta. Oh, tonight. That's right. Because yeah. we're filming this Wednesday, Invicta. Hey, you know who's coming on the podcast? Shannon Knapp. Oh, nice. The owner of Invicta. Yeah, we nice. uh, got in touch with her and she said she'd love to come on. I okay, Invicta, cool. Invicta is such a cool organization. It is. It they, is. They've been yeah. around forever. Yeah, so I will go there in like three hours. Yeah, so I will go there in three hours because um, Kendra, my teammate, is making her pro debut, and also Kelly Cutler is fighting. She trains okay. now with me too, so both of my teammates are fighting. And um, yeah, that's it from the girls' for right now. Nice, nice. That's awesome. We'll have a wonderful time at Thank Invicta. You. And uh, good luck in everything you do. Thank you so much for co-hosting this with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, will, you, will you do it again? Of course. All right. I will, <laughs> I will reach you again. But thank yes. you so much, Katharina. Everybody, go follow Katharina Leaner. Give her some love on Instagram, Please. on Twitter. Subscribe to the OnlyFans. Support that way. And uh, Katharina, if you ever need anything, just reach out to us. We'll be happy to help you out. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Katharina. I really appreciate it. Everybody come, come follow and we'll talk to you guys again. Bye, Katharina. Bye. See ya. Bye.